Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down hey. Racing Report. Hit the wrong button. Sorry. Oh, I just got everybody all fired up, Scott. We're fine. The Hammer Down Racing Report, uh, report, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, show number 317 for Thursday, February 8th. Unless you're in Australia, then it's Friday, February 9th, I do believe. Uh, it's Scott Hammer, Ryan Miller, coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the Dominator Race Products Studio. Tonight on the show, Veronica, Veronica McCann, Red yeah. Hot Ronnie, she's uh, standing by in the green room. We'll be bringing her on here in... Uh, just came just, back just from, a, a, from short, a long trip. A, sh- a short trip to a... I think a, she took the trip last year because I was listening to our interview from uh, last January. Yeah. And uh, she taught, you, you'd mentioned it was like driving from Los Angeles to uh, New York. Yeah. That tri- on a two-lane road with washouts. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss, yeah we'll, we'll, we, we don't want to get too far washout. into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Australian late model driver, if you're not familiar with uh, Veronica McCann, she, uh, she's had some pretty impressive runs. She's no, had, she really she had, had some tough starting spots, and she keeps uh, getting top uh, top tens. Uh, Scott, they don't treat her like she's a lady. She's just one of the guys. Yeah, so... Uh, and, and she's a hell of a racer. We'll get an update with her here in uh, just a moment. Looking yeah. forward to that. If you'd like to win a uh, Hammer Down Race Report, we're, we're doing the uh, these guys again here. We'll do a, the special edition Hammer Down uh, Racing Report window sticker that uh, you can uh, not buy. You can't get this. Uh, it's right. courtesy of DCR Graphics, though, so you can only win these. All you got to do is in the comments of our Facebook Live or the YouTube Live, Type in hashtag DCR, just like you see on your screen right there, to win a Hammer Down Racing Report. I'm going to have to start getting a stipend because I uh, I got another message asking if someone uh, if I could mail the the sticker to someone. See, so, the whole point was to get foot traffic into your store, Ryan. Yeah, well, that didn't some, work some, out right. Some of these people are in Cleveland, and you know, we, I haven't had to send one to Australia yet. How much would that cost? That'd be cool. Oh, coming up a little bit later on tonight, we'll give away some Big D's Pizza with how many. Um, NASCAR decided to screw us over a little bit uh, with moving the (laughs) clash up uh, by a day, but uh, it'll still work out for last week's uh, how many. We'll tell you how that's going to go. A lot of racing news, uh, some tire news, too. Uh, Some interesting tire that I just grabbed off the uh, interwebs a couple hours ago, so you may not even be familiar with that. Uh, but, uh, about that 2.5 issue? Uh, no. Oh. No. Whole new manufacturer. Well, not new. Well, they've been, they've been around, but they're moving into You're dirt. talking about the C word. Yeah. and the yeah. C- <laughs> Yes, the C word. That's like a snake. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have more details on that. Uh, yeah, they, they're, it, they're, it was they're, coming. they're getting into uh, dirt. Uh, at least that's what it sounds like. We'll talk about that. And, and I've heard some really good reviews from 
Have you? Oh, from, good. From I want to get some insight. I yeah. didn't know that much about it, so looking forward to that. Uh, before we get to Veronica, i got to mention DCR Graphics is your vinyl racing graphics provider. They do full wraps, partial wraps, number decals, sponsor decals, decals of just about any kind. They also specialize in banners. Probably turn my phone off there. apologize about that. Yeah. Homer Simpson. <laughs> blabbing really it's hard to ignore yeah it was uh my co-workers at work get pretty annoyed too and i see uh where was i uh they also specialize in banners diecast t-shirt designs ecr can uh, work with you to create any kind of design uh they're locally owned and operated call or text dale at dcr graphics 419-308-9523 check them out on facebook facebook.com slash dcr graphics you can also order your official hammer down race report window stickers uh that or just the, the logo, and it looks like this. Slap that on your race car. You're part of the Hammer Down Army. And uh, we'll report on where you finish each and every week on the show during uh, race season. It's just that you just got to snap a picture of it on your car and send it to us. Show could get Tag long. Us in, in Facebook. Good. So far, there's only a couple. So Right. Last year, we had quite a few. HammerdownRacingReport.com. You can check out all the uh, Hammer Down Army racers from and, last year. And if year. you were in last year's Hammer Down Army, uh, you've got to re-up. Yeah, you've got yeah. to re-enlist. There you go. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. Dominator Race Products has what you need to be in the winner's circle. Dominator with 30 years of experience to put you out front. Hood scoops, radiator fan shrouds, hood pins, body brace kits, and more. Right now, they're looking for uh, looking to hire a shop worker, actually. The job is 40 hours a week uh, doing uh, manufacturing of plastic parts, part prep, and learning to run and program the plastic equipment. Are I don't they, believe the equipment's plastic, but I believe it makes the plastic. Well, okay. I wonder if they're willing to train. Uh, possibly. Uh, message uh, Dominator Race Products on Facebook if you're interested. You can ask them there. Uh, you can order the products direct from DominatorRaceProducts.com. Call them at 419-923-6970. And uh, you can also get Dominator Race Products from your local reputable Race shops such as Ron Miller Race Cars. Yeah, and we appreciate it. Yeah. I also got to mention Oakshade Raceway, Freeze Frame Photos, and Ron Miller Race Cars, uh, additional sponsors of the show. Uh, let's get to our featured guest this week, Miss Veronica McCann, who is uh, joining us once again. Hey, there she is. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Good. How are you guys? Good, Ronnie. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. So we did the timing right again. We You're 8 o'clock your time? Nailed it. Nailed it. In the morning. Okay. Yep. Awesome. So uh, tell us, uh, I mean, we talked to you last January. Um, you didn't get to the States uh, this past summer. Um, any plans to, to get to the States this I, year? I, I had a plan to get to the States. Um, last summer, I was due to be there for about six weeks, um, working with an Australian team over there. Um, Ron probably knows of him, um, Paul Stubber. And he's been running Kyle Blight over in his race car um, based out of Indiana. Um, and basically what he tries to do is he, he's very adamant that he tries to keep it all Australian. So Australian car owner, Australian driver, Australian crew. So I was due to head over there for, yeah, like I said, six weeks and um, crew for Kai and work with those guys. And that would have been really cool. But uh, my husband races or did race enduro motocross and he decided to break his tibia and fibia probably two weeks before I was due to go. So <laughs> that um, canned any plans. So, cause he couldn't, he couldn't get up. He couldn't move. Couldn't so, so red hot Ronnie turned into a nurse. Yes. 
yeah, yeah. Well, typical lifestyle living with a motocrosser. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to, uh, to to kind of talk about Carl too because we didn't really get into that uh, last time we yeah. talked to you. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let's talk about how. Uh, this year, down there, your race season has been treating you. Uh, you've had yeah. some pretty good finishes, and then uh, a little bit of a motor issue there uh, kind of set you back. Yeah, yeah, part of the motorsport game, I guess. We um, Our season's not been too bad at all. Like I, I feel like we're super competitive. Every season that I feel like I'm stepping up, everyone else steps up. So <laughs> it just it gets harder and harder every year, and... Uh, yeah, I think the the quality of, of driver and car here in Western Australia is just, you know, the bar keeps getting raised every season. So as long as I can keep up with that and keep being competitive, then then I'm happy. Um, you know, obviously still want to try to get on the top step with a, a pro dirt win, but um, we'll keep working towards it. Uh, and then I think I want to say around November, um, it, it, it basically, I hurt the motor in round one. So round one, heat one, I overheated the thing. Oh, oh. And um, it, yeah, yeah, awesome start to the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah overheated it. And, um, uh, you know, we did all the checks to see. So I run a CT525 versus a, a big super motor. Um, did all the checks to, to make sure that it was okay. Um, and they were all coming back okay. Um, and I ran it for, ran it in round two. Um, and it wasn't lagging or laying over. And um, then we took it to a practice night and it just didn't sound right. And that's when I, I'm normally quite good with hearing a, a tune change in an engine. I've, I've, I guess when I ran my sprint car, um, pretty good with picking picking that up early. So I just sort of said to Carl, like, it just does something doesn't sound right. So pulled in and changed a few things and then fired it up back in the pits. And no, so we loaded it up that night and, um, there's obviously limited things you can check on a CT525 without breaking the seals, and that's a part of our rule is that you cannot break the GM seals. So um, limited in what we could actually check and check push rods, um, did a compression test, it was and it was fine. And then we went to, I think it was round three, and uh, heavy track in the feature race, and I just felt like the thing was bogging down so hard, but it was hard to tell whether it was track conditions or whether it's the engine. Um, and then we decided to, um, Ron will know the, the old fields. So three brothers that I, I race against and they've been super uh, great to like with my career and what I do. So I just, you know, we're chatting to those guys constantly through this process. And um, they just said, look, bring it around for a leak down and sure enough, yeah, no good. So um, that was it done. Um, and like I said, we're limited with what we can do here in Australia. So we can't pull them apart without in a distributor kit onto it so I was kind of stuck um and it was it was genuinely the first time in my career so I'm a owner driver I I finance my my own deal through sponsorship and um I'm I'm proud of that but at the same time it it's very hard um and for the first time in my career I was at a point where I was like I actually don't know what my next step is because I don't have a spare engine so I don't have something sitting there that I can just bolt in. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was tough, right? And I just popped a thing on Facebook. Like I always feel like um, I owe it to the people who follow me. So I, I didn't want it to be a poor me little story, <laughs> but I just wanted to say, you know, hey, heard a motor. Um, 
lot worse than what I, I originally thought. And um, it's not me done for the season, but I'll just be sitting out for a little bit. And, um, yeah, uh, one of my – how would I describe him? So Brad Haywood is an ex-World Series sprint car driver here from um, Australia, so based in New South Wales. I actually know him. I used to call him Uncle Brad because my dad used to race motocross with Brad. So I grew up sort of around this guy who raced motocross and then went to sprint car racing. And then I thought, you know, as a kid, you think that's pretty damn cool that he's won World Series sprint cars here in Australia. So, um, yeah, always looked up to him. And then he reached out to me. He now lives in the US and has done for, for quite a while. And he reached out to me and sort of just started asking questions about these crate motors and, I just thought he was interested. <laughs> and um, next thing, he's behind the scenes, rallied some troops. And, um, yeah, there's there's three parties vested in um, what I'm now doing. And I've now got a new 525 sitting in my, my car. And I can choose what races I want to go to now. And travelled over east just recently. And we'll head over east again um, to Queensland for an Australian title and see how we stack up. So can you can you fix the old motor and then have a backup? Yeah, I've got I've got someone looking at it. So at the moment, which obviously means it's um, yeah, he'll he'll at some point pull it apart. And so we're obviously not in a hurry to at the moment to try and get that back. But yeah, that's an option is to just sort of have a, a feel for it and see what we can do with it. But yeah, it's an option, Ron. Yeah, you know sure. your crate motors don't need to be sealed, do they? Ours do, yeah. So not not by the like not by Late Models Australia. They're not sealed by any governing body here in Australia. Okay. It's purely the GM seals that come on it. So you're not allowed to break them. Okay. Now you've been running yep. the the Western Australia uh, Late Battle Pro Dirt Series. Uh, you mentioned you even with the hurt motor in, in your uh, heat race there, in the opening round there, you went from 20th to 5th. So that's pretty good with a, with an ailing motor. Uh, yeah. Second round, the heat win, you finished 6th in the feature, ninth in the third round there before you had the, the blown uh, motor issues. But, uh, I mean, what, what's with your starting positions? It seems like you've got a, your work cut out for you most of the time, starting deep in the field. <laughs> I do. That's like the one thing I need to work on is my, um, so majority of the time we don't, so it's a bit different to the US, so we don't time trial to work out our heat racing starting positions. A lot of the time they're drawn for us, so it's just a pill draw and that's it. So um, starting position plays a part in it and, um, yeah, yeah, just need to, I, I feel like I tend to always move forward in my heats, just Need to do a bit better, I guess. But yeah, starting <laughs> positions play a big part. I think it, it's key for this Pro Dirt series that you you need to be off the front front three rows. If you're off the front three rows, you you're in with a shot. And that's not to say you're not in with a shot if you start further back, of course. But um, yeah, it's, it's tough. So, Ronnie, you're yeah. a lot more than a pretty face and a pretty darn fine racer. You've also got a position in LMRWA, which is Late Model Racing Western Australia. Tell us about yep. that. Yeah, I, um, there was a, a committee that was outgoing. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I think I've been on the committee with the LMRWA for three years. So there was a committee outgoing and I was kind of a bit, you know, I thought they the outgoing committee did a, a wonderful job um, and I was concerned about where it was going to head, you know, as, a, as someone who's invested in the series financially with a race car and all of that. Um 
I was very invested with what was going on with the series if these people left. Uh, so I kind of started to do the ring around and these people that I was calling were all thinking the same thing. So we there's always five people within a committee that are, are running the show and we kind of all got together. And so now I've taken up the general, somehow I got lumped with the general manager role. <laughs> so general manager of the for Late Models Western Australia. And then in turn, that now meant that I'm on the Late Model Australia board. So that's, that's um, vice president for me there. So I work closely with Craig Vosbergen and Craig Nylander. Um, yeah, and just try, I don't know. It's it's I like it because you know, you get a hand in trying to keep raising that bar. I think every outgoing committee has done a brilliant job in trying to take it to the next level. And we're just trying to continue to raise the bar and take it to the next level. Now, was that uh, committee, is that like uh, the officials that run? Yeah, things? yeah. So okay. you've got your, your CEO, general manager. We've got a marketing manager. A so do you get paid? Manager. Is this like a paid position or? No. <laughs> okay. Hey, we've, we've got a brewing company. It's more like a club then. Club, yeah. Gotcha. Clubs. So, okay. um, yeah, paid with beers maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of, of, of strange things, uh, I saw you posted something uh, when you were at Premier Speedway. Uh, what is a Premier Speedway donut? Or is that is, – uh, what, what, what did that mean? There's no donut, like a literal donut okay. eating. That's yeah, what I, yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, no, no, no. They, um, yeah. Mm. Yep. Went there years ago. So Premier Speedway have this big uh, sprint car racer there, sprint car dominant track. So it was that's why it was really cool for late models to be on that same weekend. And um, I went there several years ago uh, for this grand annual sprint car classic, right? And the donuts... If you ever follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I, I love my snacks, right? So <laughs> um, the donuts at Premier Speedway, amazing. So I reckon I had three, four people over that weekend that I was over at Premier Speedway bring me donuts, but I won't <laughs> I won't eat them during a race meeting, right? So I'll eat, save them for after. So they're not as good, but they're still good. I've never <laughs> been to a racetrack that has donuts. Hot dogs. Really? Hot dogs, yeah. Cheeseburgers. Donuts. I think that's a great idea. Donuts. We need some. Donuts. That's where it's at. I yeah. like that. So uh, let, let's uh, shift gears here and talk about your uh, your your trip uh, across, uh, I guess it's across Australia there to Warrnambool. Warrnambool. Yeah. I love all the names of, of everything down there. It's <laughs> awesome. But uh, uh, tell us about that trip, uh, why you made it, and uh, I know you had a little bit of bad luck there on your second night but yeah it's um again premier speedway is just one of those tracks that um i'd always wanted to race at probably about six years ago they announced that our australian title was there and i was like that's it i'm going like i wanted to go it was the first time i'd ever traveled for an aussie title um and we went i remember we went out to practice so they allow a practice afternoon so that you can get your gearing and everything right and then you go straight into your qualifying nights the very next night anyway, so I went out to practice and um the track look quite wet fairly heavy so I sort of let the locals go out for a bit and you know shape the track up and as soon as they went out for like the first and second session they've blown this track off ready to go and I've just gone oh, I need to jump in my car like now so I've run back to my car jumped in and started practice and so I remember someone coming up to me and going is it as good as what you thought and I'm like 
Yeah. So I've just always loved going there. And I think now I've I've been fortunate enough to race there. That was my third time. So it's a long trip. It's it's 35 hours each way. Um, now you had some miles. issues getting there, didn't, didn't you? Not getting there, oh. coming home. Oh, okay. Coming home had one issue, but not getting there this year. But, um, yeah, it's a long trip. It's about just over 2,000 miles each way. Thank so, you, thank you for yeah. converting that to miles for us. You're welcome. I did my research <laughs> yeah. beforehand. So, yeah, about two, just over 2,000 miles each way, um, 35 hours. So just kind of spread that out. And um, Carl couldn't come with me. Um, he could fly over, but just due to work commitments, couldn't spend the time driving there and back. So convinced uh, one of my buddies to who is from racing. So races a class over here called Street Stocks. She... Um, she was all for it. So, yeah, she jumped in the passenger seat and just at the times where I started to get a bit tired, she stepped in and drove for me for an hour or so and then, yeah, just trip over. We did some rating of ham and cheese toasted sandwiches <laughs> and all sorts. So, no, it was a, it was a really, really fun trip, right, that the crowd was packed. Um, we had free-to-air TV, so the, the race meeting was shown live on TV here in Australia on like primetime TV, which was amazing. Wow. Like um, countrywide so or just locally? Countrywide. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and yeah, just good to race against some different competitions. So there was three of us from Western Australia that traveled over. Um, but other than that, good to race against, you know, it's always great to race against the, the tough comp that we have here at the pro dirt series in WA, but it's nice to go over and race against, um, you know, the top New South Wales guys were there and we're just missing a few of the scattered, you know, fast guys from across the country. But, you know, other than other than the West Aussies and a couple of others, then that was, you know, Aussie title tough. So so you, you've, che you've checked it off your bucket list. Will you do it again? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I loved it. Like it was, it was just, um, you know, Steph that I drove over with, she made the trip quite fun there and back and then the weekend over there catching up with with mates from the eastern states was was really good and then the amount of sprint car people that came into the late model area of the pit area just to sort of have a look at the cars that have never looked over them before that's always good right it's always good for late model racing i guess and you, and you, you finished seventh uh, night one the second night uh, you were running second and you got a flat uh, left rear. I saw a picture of you sitting in the infield, kind of next to the car, kind of yeah. looking dejected there. I mean, how how devastating was that? Oh, I just I I feel like the whole weekend was good, other than that prelim feature on night one. But my mindset probably for a prelim, the track was heavy and it was rough, and that's not my. I guess that's that's not what I love. Like I love a nice smooth track, but um, yeah, I just I didn't go for it in the prelim, and the points weren't there to warrant putting the damage on your gear, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, the, my heat racing moved forward in every single heat. Um, so prelim we qualified outside pole and came seven, so I, I went back a fair bit, but um. I wasn't that concerned because I was still fifth on points overall. Um, and then by the time we finished uh, our last qualifying heat on night two, I was fourth on points. So we had a top six um, shootout planned just and hopefully we're able to move up a bit. But um, we canned that just because timing was was looking a bit rough. So 
just as a group of the top six, we decided to can it. And then so started fourth and then shot into second. So I had a car, definitely had a car. I don't know if I would have won it, but, you know, that would have been ideal. But, um, yeah, just I think right at the start of the race, um, I know one of the guys knows sort of got, I don't run wheel covers on my insides, so on the left-hand side. So I know his nose got like right in there and I'm just assuming it tore the valve out. So she went flat pretty much straight away. So, oh. It is what it is, right? Well, you got the donut, though. I got the donut, <laughs> and like I said, I had I had a good weekend. I had a really good weekend. So, yeah. Awesome. And and now they know who Verona McCann is. Over on the Eastern States, yeah. Yeah, they've known this. Yeah. This is a third year there. Yeah. Yeah. Made an impression. <laughs> uh, last time we talked, uh, you kind of had some aspirations to to do some pavement racing, and I know in Australia, there's only like uh, road racing that's on pavement there. Yeah. Uh, do you still have those aspirations to to, uh, to get into that? I think I'll give anything a whirl. I think I love <laughs> like I love to yeah I love race cars. I'll give anything a whirl, but you know, providing it's the right <laughs> circumstances. But um, I, I'm really enjoying the late model. I just yeah, I, I have a lot of people ask me just because my background sprint car racing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people always ask me if um, I miss racing sprint cars. Um, and I just, yeah, every time I'm just like, I just, I actually am really enjoying the late model. Like I'm fully converted now. So <laughs> yeah, but we, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give anything a will. I we reckon. get to hear about the V8 supercars occasionally. Is the Ute series yeah. still going? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is just because the manufacturers aren't manufacturing now. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So that, it, that was fun to watch. And somebody asked uh, last time if uh, you still preferred the late model over sprint car racing. So obviously, yes, you, you are a late model convert now. Yes. What is it yep. about uh, the late model that uh, late model racing that, in general, I guess uh, that appeals to you so much? I think for if I break it down to Australia to US, right? Like if in Australia, I just feel like everyone's on the same page with late models. Um, I don't feel, me personally, I don't feel the pressure that I did when I was in a sprint car. So I think I can, but that's also a part of the stage of my career that I'm at as well. Like I can be a bit more relaxed about things. Um, obviously still have to look after the people who support me. Um, and I obviously want to get the best results I can for the people who support me and for myself as well. But um, as far as I, I, this is probably part of me being on the committee as well is um Everyone's on the same page. Everyone wants to see it grow. Everyone wants to, you know, get it to a point where we can genuinely, you know, be up there with, in Australia, it's very much sprint cars, sprint cars, sprint cars, sprint cars. And then like models are kind of here and midget there. We're here with midgets kind of thing. Um, so a bit different to to the US, but um, yeah, I think everyone's on the same page. And I just like being around that. I think that's, uh, I enjoy the crew that I get to race with. Um, yeah, it's just fun. No, you're not going to take us, you're, you're not ready to, to step back from racing anytime soon and just kind of be, you know, behind the scenes promoting things, are you? I I think that was a part of why I wanted to go to Warnable. So I kind of, I'm I'm 40 now and not that that's old, old. You don't look 40. I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I got some bonus points. There's one for Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, I sat down with Carl before the season started. So our calendars got released um, for schedules for 
WA and the East Coast and um, and I'm mates with a couple of guys from Victoria, which is where the state that I just went to for, for Warrnambool Speedway. And um, I've had some pretty decent injuries over the years, so my body doesn't like me very much <laughs> as I get older. Um, so I sat with Carl at the, the start of the season and, I, you know, I obviously always want to go to an Australian title. That's always on the cards when I kind of plan out my season. And then the late models of Victoria announced that they were going to run the Victorian title the same weekend as the Australian sprint car title. And then it was going to be free to air like TV and it just was going to be a good show. So I said to Carl, I think I want to go, I want to go to Warrnambool as well. And he goes, you want to do two trips. So obviously for us from Western Australia as a West Australian based race team, that's a big trip for us. It's not just a few hours down the road. You know, you've probably got to plan it out. For most cases, it's two weeks off work. Um, and that's if you're rushing things to get there and you're in and out of the state and back to WA. So it's not a, a quick turnaround. And he was just like, you want to do two trips across the Nullarbor, Ronnie? I don't think we can do that. And I said, oh, I'll find a way to make it happen. I'll always, when I get something in my head, I'll and I really want to do it, I will find a way to make it happen. So hence why I did the trip to um, Victoria with um, Stephanie and Carl will do one of the trips with me to Queensland. I just need to find some poor bugger to go the other way with me and listen to my songs and listen to my karaoke and <laughs> to one way for Queensland. But um, And he goes, why do you want to do two trips? And I just said, like, I am starting to, you know, without getting too deep and meaningful here on the, on the show, but body starting to hurt a bit and um the two-day shows i i'm I, I feel like i can maintain myself a bit but just don't hold up as as well as what i used to basically so um i just said i don't know how much longer i've got it in me to keep doing it just because it's you know g-forces on your body and late models ron's been training. doing it for just a few years yeah, well, yeah a couple years longer than you girl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I just, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, right? So, and there's always, and I'd, I'd hate to um, get to a point where I kind of have to finish up and I haven't done all the things that I wanted to do. So a, a part of what I love doing is I love traveling and racing. You will, I will not, I cannot think of anything better than that. So I love traveling and that's why I love being in America because you can travel so much and, everything's in close proximity and you can go to multiple tracks and you can go to multiple tracks multiple times a week. So uh, I think that's why I love racing over there or being with a race team over there and, and traveling. But um, that's my, probably one of my most favorite things in the world is to travel and race. So I'm doing a bit of traveling and racing. We just don't get to do too much of it just because of where we're based. That's all. We've got a grandkid living with us, but there's still one bedroom and uh, you're, it's, it's always I feel open. like I'm listening to the same interview for a year ago. I, know. <laughs> I do want to come over. That is my plan. I do, do want to get over there. I just don't know what I want to do at this stage. So I don't know. You know, I'm always up for crewing um a part of me now being on the with the lmrwa and the lma a part of me now is very intrigued to maybe travel with a series and understand how how they work things so i've kind of got all these things going in my head where do i you know and i'd still love to 
have a race over there. And so I still love to race. I'd love to crew. I'd love to, yeah, lots of things. I will figure something out. <laughs> I'm sure, as we mentioned before, that we could find you a dirt late model ride somehow. I'll hold you up. I'll okay. You <laughs> now, I, you mentioned Carl, your your husband. Uh, I I did a little bit of research on him that I hadn't done before. I didn't realize he's a, a motocross champion, or sprint car. Is he a champion in sprint cars too? Not not sprint car. So, okay. he, he, we, so we have a we have wingless sprints over here, which is like a non wing sprint car. Okay. But um, so he had to dabble in that just for a little bit. I think that was purely because we met and he got introduced to the world of speedway racing. So he was all bikes, bikes, and bikes. So all motocross, BMX, um, and then later years went to downhill mountain biking and got to travel and travel to Canada and New Zealand and all sorts. So um, doing that, which was pretty cool like I guess that's the annoying difference with downhill mountain biking or even motocross is you can literally just pack a bag a bike in a bag and oh yeah travel the world which is cool but um yeah so it's a bit more a bit more expensive for what we do to try and do that but um yeah so he he was a motocrosser when I met him and he was actually injured motocrosser when I met him so he seems to injure himself a lot He's been doing it a long time. <laughs> how, how involved is he uh, with your racing? Is he? Oh, a lot, a okay. lot. So I, I run my gig financially, um, and I do, I try and do the majority during the week in the shed. But on a race night for him, um, he literally tries to make it so I don't have to pick up a spanner on a race night, which is pretty cool. So I get to focus on my driving and just get out of the car and we'll debrief straight away after each race. And he's like, okay, well, the car looks like it's doing this and I'm giving him feedback that it's, you know, doing something else. But um, so then we'll come up with something. He'll go make the changes for me. Um, so he, he's very, with his motorbike career, he was very deeply entrenched in shop technology. And obviously that's transferring over to the late models. So for me, that's a win, but it's also a bit of a downfall because I haven't had to overly learn that. And in a late model, it's obviously quite crucial. So I know, I know surface of shocks and what's going on, but he's entrenched in it now. So, and trying to learn what he can and, you know, he'd obviously love to go to America as well and keep learning, you know, shock technology and, um, but yeah, it's just a bonus that he took that upon himself to, to try. Are you aware that out. Roddy Schroyer's son, RJ, uh, is, is big into national motocross? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. RJ yeah. Schroyer. So you bring Carl with you when you come to the States and they can I race know. each other. So, yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't need to be on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to put him in a cast, take him home in a cast or anything? Nah. Have, uh, have you let nah. him have a ride in a race car yet? He, um, years ago, uh, I thought that for him to keep learning, it would be a great idea for him to actually step in the late model. And I gave, we have a like a winter series that we run yep. over here. So it's like a, you know, development around. So the pro dirt guys don't tend to, to get jump in their cars, but um winter series for the guys who are fairly new get to have a skid several times during the the off season because we have nice sunny days during winter and um yeah I thought oh this is a brilliant idea and probably wasn't a brilliant idea so because he wants to race one but (laughs) I'm just like you can you can choose any division just just not a late model (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to race against him 
Would that be too nah. competitive? No, nah, I don't want to. No, nah. I need him. I need him. Okay. So I'm being selfish. <laughs> so what? Uh, what? Uh, what is the next race on your schedule? What? What are you preparing for? Next weekend. Next so weekend. had I, had I not gone to Victoria, we probably would have had about a month off. So for us here in Western Australia, our busiest time of the season is always that um, Boxing Day through to mid Jan is solid and it's nonstop and lot going on so i think i had a we finished up the last show with the nationals at the perth motorplex late model nationals at the motorplex um had a bit of damage i had a week to sort of fix the car and then jumped in the car on the next monday morning and drove across the nullarbor so yeah got a weekend off this weekend so i'll probably go down to the the motorplex they've got a big festival of sprint cars there this weekend and then um Mine's pretty much ready to go um, other than a flat tyre. I've got to change some gears and um, we've already done wash and maintenance when we're over in Victoria. So she's ready to go next weekend. So the late models are on with the sprint cars this weekend? No, no, no. We'll have oh. a weekend off this weekend okay. and then following weekend we're on with the sprint cars. Yep. There you go. All right. There's uh last time we talked, you, you mentioned that one of your sponsors is actually uh, your employer. Is that uh Still the case. Still the case. Wanna, Still the case. You want to, so, you know, you want to give them some over, some publicity. I plastered all over Facebook now that I'm um, on the show this morning, so <laughs> <laughs> and not at work. So um, yeah, Heat Lee's Safety and Industrial. They um, yeah, big backers of what I do, and um, on top of that, so my merchandise is all done through Oval Track Racewear. Um, Penrite is a, a supplier of all of my lubricants and oils and all of that. Um, Hail.com and Lifestyle Constructions are the guys who came on board and, and bought the engine for me um, that I'm currently racing. So cannot do it without those people. Um, yeah. And uh, I saw you have uh, new merchandise uh, available, T-shirts. Uh, how can people get those? I do. So right now um, people can contact me via my Facebook page. Um, other than that, I've got a web, uh, like a store link that I'm about to release. I've just had someone finish it off for me and, and I'll probably release that next week. So um, if everyone keeps an eye on my Facebook page, then that is where I'll pop it all up. That's the uh, Veronica McCann Red Hat Racing yep. page. There yep. you go. Just look that up on Facebook and it's a very, very, it was, it made my prep very easy. I could just go, I was scrolled back through the season. It was like you had details <laughs> yeah. of how you finished and everything. So there you go. Yeah, you're a digital uh, content creator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I push, I try, I try, but you know, I feel like I'm on that generational gap where I'm, Probably not that fast on social media, but I try because I know it's the way of the world. It's it's a good way to uh, keep people up to date. People Absolutely. can follow you that way. Yeah, yep. What was uh, with that video with the the the, the lolls? What lollies? Lollies, yeah. Lollies. So that's so that's a part of my fun job with the. Um, so we've obviously got some. Media Definitely worth checking out if you haven't. People probably haven't seen. Go look, like Go. model racing Western Australia. Go okay. have a look. We yeah. try and put some interesting content on there. So we hold a media day um, prior to each season just to get photos and some video content and all of that. Just because we're trying to up our our um, presence on social media. And um, you know, when they let me run loose as my role with the the committee, then um, 
that's what I make the guys do. So we have a media people who <laughs> look after the professional side of things and then I have these ideas where I'm like, I'm going to make these guys answer some questions with either a super sour lolly in their mouth or a ridiculously spicy lolly in their mouth. So, And they all took it like champions and did what I asked them to do. The one guy didn't seem, he, he took it out. He's like, I can't do this. So you're like, no, you have no, to. I just got two questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, they can all thank me for that, just annoying <laughs> them and making them do fun things. So did they enjoy that then? They all have a laugh. Okay. Yes. So, hey, you gotta you got to have some fun, don't you? I, th- I thought that was uh, pretty cool. And, and very yeah. uh, the production was pretty good on that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we need some stuff like that. Yeah. Bring some of that uh, with you if, when you come to the States. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you can make, uh, make some videos like that. Uh, make... mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and, and tell uh, Paul Stubber to get uh, get a ride ready for you. Or Kai. Yeah. We had right. We talked to, to Kai Blight. Yeah. Uh, what, last summer? Yeah. While he was yeah, here. Okay. He was doing he, his favorite tracks, Eldora. Maybe uh, he can get you a ride uh, at one of the races at Eldora this year. Yeah. World 100, maybe? I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Uncle Paul. Ron, Ron has yeah, a car yeah. that you can use, too. It doesn't have a motor, but he said you could just bring a motor with you, stuff it in the, All right. I'll on the plane. The there you go. Carry on overhead. Yeah. Veronica, always a, a pleasure having you on, and uh, good luck next weekend and and beyond. Congratulations you on guys. your trip east. Yeah, yeah. And, and definitely yeah. It, make sure you let us know if and when you do uh, – uh, plan Absolutely. a trip to the States. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Veronica. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. There you go. Veronica McCann. Once again, uh, kicking some ass down uh, in yeah. Australia. Don't Red Hot show. Ronnie Racing. There you go. Veronica McCann, Red Hot Ronnie. Yep. Or, I'm sorry, Red Hot Racing is, uh, you search right. that on Facebook and that, that'll bring up uh, her yep. her page there that she keeps updated very, very well. And you can check out that video we were just talking about. And and we've been doing okay on uh, Australian listeners. Have we? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that, didn't I? Uh, we are charting uh, as far as uh, podcasts again on Apple podcast charts in uh, U.S., California, and yeah. Australia. Ooh, baby. We're doing the best in the U.S. now, which is weird because usually we don't, but now we are. Uh, I, I figured I'd stop giving numbers each week because they're, they're, we're consistently charting, which is strange. There was a time when we weren't. So uh, uh, we appreciate everybody that uh, listens to us, uh, not just live, but uh, on the, the uh, podcast as well. Hashtag DCR, you want to win uh, that uh, limited edition window sticker. Got some time to get in on that drawing. Just put that in the comments of our Facebook Live or the YouTube Live or both. Yeah. That can happen. Uh, we have uh, a little bit of uh, action from this past weekend to uh, talk about before we get to some racing news. How about There's we, been racing. There has been, yeah. Racing Roundup. So Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, they've uh, they've been pretty busy. Yeah. Last week, it was uh, Alltech Raceway Friday night. Ricky Thornton Jr. picking up the win there. Saturday night, T-Mac, Tim McCready winning the uh, 15,000 uh, feature event at Alltech. Then they moved to East Bay Raceway Park for the final time. Uh, yeah, for this week, uh, final time for, for them before that track shuts down. Um, Monday night, though, got rained out. Tuesday night, Hudson O'Neill 
uh, picked up the victor. I was over at Craig's uh, working on my car. Corey McCoy was over there. Oh, yeah? Corey is not a fan of Hudson O'Neill. It was pretty <laughs> comical watching. Uh, it looked like he was in pain when uh, when he won. Oh. But uh, Hudson O'Neill picking up the win Tuesday night. And then uh, Tyler Erb, who looks like he's got a uh, prison uniform fire suit, picked up the win last night. Did you see that? I did. That was the first thing I thought of when he climbed out. Was like he's the Hamburglar. Yeah, pretty good race to watch. Yeah, yeah. Slide I mean, jobs, both races, slide are, jobs. They've been uh, yeah. good racing now. They're and they're racing t- tonight. So yeah, uh, we'll wrap things up here before uh, they get to all that racing action. Murray Bridge Speedway going down under uh, on Saturday night. Angelo Carusis picking up the win in the Formula 500. Uh, Bunbury Speedway on Saturday was Nathan Brennan picking up the win in Legend Cars. Joel Etheridge in the Limited Sprint Cars. And Bradley Mayo in a Sprint Car. M-A-I-O-L. I'm sorry. M-A-I-O-L-O. Mayolo. Okay. We're going to go with that. Uh, World of Outlaws, NASA Energy Drink Sprint Cars kicked things off last night at Volusia Speedway Park. I watched a little bit of that. Man, they fly around that track. Uh, Very fast. Brad Sweet uh, picking up the win, which I thought was a little ironic. Uh, uh, $12,000 that he pocketed. And, you know, as a founder of the High Limit Sprint Car Series. Yeah, I wonder how that went. (laughs) Yeah. Um, NASCAR action this weekend. The Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Originally scheduled for Sunday night. Uh, they decided to move that back, which I don't know if they've ever done that. Moved it, you know, and they've put, or not back, but up. Right. Usually they push things back a day, or but I guess there was torrential rains oh, coming. Oh, there was, and I don't know. And all it, the drivers seem to be for it. I, I've been watching some of the Los Angeles weather, and yeah, they, it's it's been horrible. Yeah, so uh, they decided to move Sunday's event up to Saturday night. I found out, I think I started getting messages about 4 o'clock on uh, Saturday. There's thinking about moving to the Clash. And then about 6 o'clock, I think that's when, yep, they're doing it. I'm like, oh, that's not much notice, but okay. Um, and then the Clash was the Clash, like it was before. I, I don't know, it just doesn't seem I've climbed, I was scrolling through TV, and I found out about, 40 laps in. So, well, what's this? And, and Dave Kemery texted me and said it started at 8.30. So I didn't start watching it until 8.30. That was a halfway through the race. And yeah. then and then I noticed on my phone, it's like, oh, yeah, it actually starts at 8. I'm like, yeah, I found out at 8.30 that they already started. So, yeah. Uh, no, anyway. The some, schedule was the, in flux. There was a little bit of bruised uh, egos or hurt feelings in that race, which it always is because it's a little bumper car track pretty much. Um, I don't know. What, how, how do you feel about that kind of racing? If you go there and expect to have a pristine car at the end of the race, you're... I like short track racing, but that track, I just... I think it's yeah. just it's too it, small It's short, something. it's flat. Yeah. Um, the racing isn't very good. No. It's a, no, it's a battle to the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but winning that battle to the bottom was uh, Denny Hamlin, who, of course, had to say that uh, he beat your favorite driver once again because what better way to make more fans than to say something like that? Yeah. Uh, I guess his dad complained to him and said that he didn't like him saying that. Yeah, I guess he announced this on his podcast uh, earlier this week uh, that yeah. uh, he's not going to be saying that catchphrase anymore. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Probably maybe he won't win anymore, and he won't need to say it. Yeah, that's it. We'll see. Yeah, there were some bruised feelings, I guess. Uh, Logano and uh, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Gibbs. Uh, yeah. Had a, 
had some uh, had a conversation. Uh, what Kyle was it? Larson and uh, Larson moved uh, and Bubba Bubba out of the way. There was a uh, watermelon guy got mad at uh, <laughs> Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and most of those most of those tantrums were justified. Yeah. There were some people driving with their heads in a strange position. Uh, other action, uh, the uh, UMP uh, dirt car modifieds uh, going on at Volusia Speedway Park. Uh, Including Brian Rollman. Brian, well, that's part of that here. Uh, they packed the pit area. 113 uh, modifieds on Monday. Six drivers found victory lane to open the 53rd running of the Federated Auto Parts Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park. Monday night, Brian Rollman, Mitch Thomas, Tyler Nicely, Tim Ward, David Stremme, and Will Krupp each uh, began their week on the right foot with a uh, with a win in their respective uh, twenty lap features. Tuesday night, uh, the lone first time Gator winner was Tom Berry Jr. Uh, made the trip uh, out from his home in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, he was uh, he joined uh, Kyle Strickler, Charlie Mefford, Tyler Nicey, Ken Schrader. And Lucas Lee is victors on Tuesday night in their 20-lap main events. Charlie Medford. Can't park there. Wednesday night, it was uh, Dustin Sorensen, Trevor Neville, 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 Raymond Cable, each scoring their first career Volusia wins in uh, the first three feature events. And then the last three feature events, uh, winners were Kenny Wallace, Charlie Mefford once again, and Tyler Nicely once yeah. again. So a lot of racing going on down there. Uh, with yeah, feature, all features Florida. all night long. It's hard to keep track of everything that's going on down there. Oh, it really is. And that is your racing roundup. Uh, make sure to contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from Action Shots to Victory Lane, custom magnets, uh, koozie, can koozies, tumblers, other gift items, calendars, whatever you can pretty much think of. Uh, they can customize it with uh, any kind of racing photo you can think of. Just give uh, Charlie a call. At, uh, he's on the next page. Maybe our statistics guy can uh, give us some information occasionally on New Smyrna because we do have some pavement fans listening. That's true, yeah. Uh, call Charlie, 419-476-9978. And I think he may have, uh, he sent me some messages. I was, I was This has been a crazy week. I didn't yeah. read. I think he might have some uh, kind of uh, announcements uh, coming up here really? shortly. Yeah. Uh, free stream photos, special moments frozen in time, and also Romula race cars in Lambertville, Michigan, 734-856-7223, race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, transmission, fixing, checking, race cars, yeah, trucks, truck building. Yeah, trucks. Are... Anything else going on? Um, I've, I've got I f- still keep forgetting to get that uh, outer, uh, fil- the pre-filter. Yeah, it's there. Okay, good. Oh, by the way, your engine guy... I called my engine guy on Sunday, and he never called me back. Oh, he ordered a couple more parts. Oh, so apparently it's not done. It's really close. Okay. Great. Uh, hopefully it's going to be less than I owed you last time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like 20 30 bucks. Oh, Scott. okay. All right. It's nickel and diamond me. Um, make sure to uh, check out Oakshade Raceway. We're the fastest meet to race. UNP Dirt Car Summer Nationals are uh, coming back to town July 13th. They're going to have an American Late Model Series event in June. That's about all I know as far as the schedule. Still haven't heard uh, much about the schedule yet, but it is still early February. I'm guessing 
We might have something within the next three weeks. Yeah. That is my Before opening night. Before opening night. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or check out oakshaderaceway.com. And, of course, uh, I don't know why DCR is on there. I already talked about them. Uh, But we have that uh, sticker we'll give away later on. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. A little bit of racing news to do first, then we'll get to how many and uh, give away some pizza. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Latest racing news. So Attica Raceway Park announced uh, they're going to increase both its weekly purses and its points funds in uh, 2024. Primarily for sprint cars. (laughs) Quote, the cost of racing has increased, and we recognize that and have been working hard to try and help our loyal race teams, thanks to generous support from our marketing partners, otherwise known as sponsors. Uh, no, I lost myself. Oh, and fans, we will be able to add more money to our weekly purses. The total point fund for our 410 and 305 sprints and late models will be $50,000, according to Justin Liskai. Attica Raceway Park Director of Operations. For 2024, all non-sanctioned 410 sprint car events will pay $4,000 to win, $400 to start. Total of $2,600 has been added to the weekly 410 purse. Purse for the 305 sprints has also been increased. Total weekly non-sanctioned purse for the Cali's Performance Products 410 sprints will be over $15,000 in twenty. Uh, total weekly non-sanctioned purse for the Dirt Nerds podcast-powered propane UMP late models will total over 6800 And the Fremont Fence 305 Sprints purse will be 5800 Scott, I was really disappointed in the announcement on what they're doing for late models. What announcement was that? They're not paying much more. Oh, well, they just increased the, 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 co- the other day. The or co- the other day, the... Last year or the year before, didn't they? The cost of racing a late model is virtually as much as a sprint, sprint car. car. Yeah. And and they get paid half as much. It's you, you gotta take care of the folks that Is this put why people, you've gone truck racing? That doesn't pay as much as sprint cars. No, it or, doesn't. I mean, but, but, it's no, but it's nowhere near as expensive either. There you go. Okay. Uh, Chili Bowl Nationals announced it would adopt the uniform midget chassis specs for 2025. Uh, Quote, we're having to enforce frame mandates because cars with tubing with wall thickness that are way too thin are winding up on outdoor tracks, said Brian Hulbert, uh, PR for Chili Bowl Nationals. Uh, When a car that may be considered safe enough for racing on a one-fifth mile indoor oval winds up on a three-eighths mile oval, somebody is going to get hurt. Last June, uh, USAC, Badger Midget Auto Racing Association, and Extreme Outlaw Midget Series uh, said they would adopt the uniform midget chassis specs. The specs dictate uh, the placement, diameter, and wall thickness of the tubes in the roll cages on those. So because yeah. not, it's not for the Chili Bowl. They're doing it for the safety of the drivers when they leave the Chili Bowl, right. so they don't take the Chili Bowl cars. But Chili Bowl will be them. adopting those, yeah, so those those specifications. Correct. 
And there was uh, at least uh, one uh, car builder that was not happy about that. And said his cars were safe, even though they have the, the thinner. Well, think of how much thicknesses. safer they'll be when, they, uh, when they're on co- <laughs> Well, it's going to cost them money, like you compliant said. Compliant with the rules, yeah. yeah. Uh, the USAC Speed, uh, or uh, the USAC D2 Midwest Thunder Midget Series will serve as a support division for the Fast 410 Wing Sprints at the Ohio Sprint Speed Week race to be held at Millstream Speedway on June 14th, 2024. That'll be the, yes. the rebirth, the first race of uh, the, the Cogley... Uh, Ownership, I, I guess. I hope they're prepared because they're going to pack the place. Well, they did some work this past weekend. They, uh, I guess they uh, rebuilt a lot I, of the I, pit I, grandstand. I saw a lot of looked new nice. boards. Yeah, it looked nice. So uh, they're making proud. Taking event. Today's probably been a great day to work Ooh, on it. And tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Six, We're becoming Australia. 60 in the middle of winter. That's it. I like it. Not 60 Celsius, though, for our Australian. Yeah. <laughs> We're, not, We're not on fire. <laughs> Um, Kevin Harvick Incorporated announced on Tuesday its return to full-time competition with plans to field late model stock and super late model entries in 2024. Brett Cruz will pilot the number 29 Mobile One Toyota Camry in the Cars Tour late model stock division, vying for the 2024 championship. Cruz, who is 15. Ooh. Yeah, he became the youngest champion in Trans Am history when he won the 2023 Trans Am TA2 Pro-Am Series Championship. Uh, 2023 also saw Cruz capture his first ARCA Series win and his, only his uh, second start, becoming the second youngest driver to win in uh, ARCA history. Josh Berry, Lane Riggs, William Sowelich, and uh, Landon Lewis will share driving duties in uh, KHI's uh, number 62 late model stock entry. Uh, Ryan Price, Josh Berry, William Sowelich, and... Uh, Landon Lewis will split split will spit will split driving duties behind the wheel of KHI's numbers sixty two and twenty nine in select super late model events. So. Scott, in in a lot of those short track events, twenty years old is an old guy. So I, what would that make you? Oh, <laughs> I'm on my like third time around. I'm on my deathbed, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Sprint cars on ice. Uh, the event scheduled for uh, at um, the event uh, called the St. Mary's River War, scheduled originally for Saturday, March second, up in Barbeau uh, near uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, has been canceled. Slush. Do you, do you know why? I don't think it's even slush. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah. sprint cars on water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That the, could be fun. Paddle wheels. Yeah, so uh, a couple yeah, of fifty-five mother, gallon drums to keep them afloat. <laughs> mother Nature not cooperating with the. It'd be like boat racing then. Yeah, uh, not cooperating with uh, the sprint cars on ice again. They had some issues last year. I think, I think they got at least one race in, but uh, past few years they've, they've been trying to get it started up in Michigan, but right, it's been too warm and there's been not enough ice. So it's unfortunate. I don't know. I how wanted they, to go this year. I too. don't know how they've been doing in upstate New York. Uh, I thought they did that in more New England area. Yeah. Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. The, I don't know, but it probably hasn't been yeah. warm enough. I haven't heard anything about uh, goings on over there. I had some friends in New York that were big into ice racing. So, hmm. And finally, uh, we t- kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the show, uh, Cobra Tires. Have, you've heard of them, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. They are, they, they're not made in the United States. As where are they as, made? I, that I don't know. China? Yes, sir. They are okay. They are. At least they were. I don't okay. think they have started production here. 
Cobra Tires are looking to get into dirt car racing. They introduced tires for paved cars last season. Uh, Four tracks used them uh, last year, and this year they're increasing uh, the amount of tracks that they're going to be servicing up to 16 tracks. Uh, and that includes uh, Galesburg Speedway up in Michigan, which right. uh, was one of the four last year. And apparently, I guess the tires last a lot longer. They the track do. champion, well, I guess everybody's I, on And them. I can't remember what track, but it was a pavement track, I believe. And uh, the the points winner went through just like three sets of tires the entire the season. Entire yeah. season. And it sounds like uh, the article I read said and, that and they don't drop off. Some of the dirt racers actually have been grooving the asphalt tires and using them on dirt. Right. Uh, I guess the sidewalls are pretty stiff though, so that's not as good, but it works. But uh, they're actually going to try and get into production in April. Yeah, yeah. They're said to last longer and have uh, longer heat cycles. And uh, yeah, and since they last longer, I guess it's more economical. I don't know what the the price on individual tires are, you know, if you had a Hoosier and a Cobra tire, are they the same price? I'll bet not. You think the Cobra is more expensive then? I don't think so. You think the Cobra is going to be cheaper and last that, longer? When they they first broke the news that they were trying to get into the American market, uh, th- they were talking about price and very. Will you pr- be, will Ron Miller race cars be stocking these tires? Uh, right now, I'm pretty happy with American racer tires, but. Um, well, we'll if the see. demand happens, that's it. I mean, if people start saying, "Hey, we want them," I'll sh- I'll sure look into it. It'll be uh, something interesting. To keep an eye on. Uh, see how that uh, pans out there. And is Dina who's your tire dealer? I'm, I'm not sure. Or maybe that's not Dean's number. Uh, we do have uh, some hammer down hotline texts uh, to uh, look at from this past week. If you want to uh, share your opinion on uh, anything we talk about or maybe even something we don't talk about, uh, feel free to call or text the Hammerdown hotline at, uh, I always do that. I always cover up the number. 419-318-3081. There it is. 419-318-3081. How long have we been talking? Ta- I, I, I don't remember Jeez. numbers. I'm just an announcer that deals with race car numbers all the time. Uh, so there, yeah, we got a couple texts this week. Um, oh, interesting ones. <laughs> I will do this one first uh, about our guest from last week, Craig Dipman. Uh, Craig Dipman may not be a Dave Darlin, but locally he is the people's champ. So apparently, he, he, Craig's got some fans. Okay, <laughs> Dave Darlin, the uh, people's champ there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this text also came in. <laughs> Poaching ain't cool. Loyalty is. May 18th. I wonder what that could be referring to. I don't know. Maybe a possible schedule that came out last week for a local track Mm. with a date uh, May 18th. Um, A source of mine, who I will not uh, divulge the the source, uh, mentioned that that May 18th date with the the stocks and trucks uh, and the, the, the GLSS 360s versus 305s as well. Right. That it wasn't supposed to be a stab at any other tracker, you know, whatever in the area. You know, Eldora's running uh, stocks that night. Oakshade's running stocks that night. Uh, but they're, you know, you got some Lima Land people. That maybe, maybe if some of those there. tracks put their schedule out, it would be easier to work around. This is true too. Uh, and another source had told me that uh, there is uh, uh, that the, the, the 
super stocks are on the schedule at Oak Jade on, on the 18th. Okay. My source has told me that. Sure. Has not been officially confirmed, but I'm 99% sure, 99.9% sure that uh, that will be on the schedule for, for Oak Jade. I, I wonder if the track with the trucks versus stocks is paying a significantly better purse. From what I heard from my source, Rich just wanted to do it. He's inviting, you know, he's opening the door for it. If they want to come, that's cool. If not, it's not going to be a showdown series event. There's, it's not a big, huge thing. It's just kind of, okay. if there's somebody that's uh, not racing at Oakshade or Eldora or, um, you know, that's from one of the other tracks in Ohio or Michigan as a stock car, they'll, they'll I'm not well. sure what the rules are exactly, but, uh, they'll be well. I think, uh, I think according to my source, they may be showdown series rules, right? But uh, that is unconfirmed as well. So there'll be more coming out on that. So that is your hammer down hotline. <laughs> I wonder if it's a points night for the trucks. That is a good question too. I didn't think about that. If it's showdown series rules, I don't know. It rules as far as uh, cars, not necessary procedure yeah. or anything. Right. Like okay. So I mean, as a future truck driver, that might be something you want to look into. Maybe you could find out. Maybe. There you go. You got a. a Homework a task for next week, yes. How about we uh, give away some pizza now? Let's do that. Yeah. How many? So last week's how many was the uh, number on the winning car of the Bushlight Clash. Since I did not say Sunday, I just said the winning number of the Bushlight Clash. Right. It still happened, so we're going to go with that. And obviously, uh, Hamlin won because he beat your favorite driver, um, which I'm assuming that means that nobody likes Denny. Because He's alienated a bit <laughs> of his fan yeah. base. Um, so number 11 was the uh, winning number. Ron, you said six. That's ah. because you said five. I did say I said, five. This is, this is a piece of cake. Yeah, and Craig said 19. So you are the closest there. So congratulations. Our, uh, Ooh. You know what so I forgot I had to the do? distinct privilege of going first tonight. Yeah. Uh, talk about Ron Miller race cars for a second, because I forgot to set up. Uh, we got to spin the Big D's pizza wheel. We have really? a, uh, yeah, we had a couple people here Ooh. that uh, are eligible. Both of these uh, folks said eleven. So uh, really, yeah, I'm gonna have to do this. I thought I was forgetting to do something earlier tonight, and then uh, one of them actually uh, entered in on uh, YouTube, and again, they're gonna have to verify themselves. I'm not sure how they're gonna do that because. Uh, all I know is it's Jim 11H is the, the other one there. Oh, that would know? be Jim Halcombe, probably. Is that who it is? You sure? Jim Halcombe? Maybe. All right. Well, we're going to spin the Big D's Pizza wheel and find out who's the winner of this uh, week's Big D's Pizza. Let's do that now. And here we go. Well, I guess we'll find like, out, won't we? Jim 11H from YouTube. You are the uh, winner. If I was right on my guess, he's got my phone number, so it's not yeah. a big deal. Well, if he can verify who he is, then... Give, uh, give me a call. Yeah, give Ron a call, and then we'll let uh, Dean Henry know who, who that is, and you can claim your Big D's Pizza. you got 30 days to do so. Um, yeah, so let's... Uh, this week's uh, How Many a Chance to Win a Big D's Pizza is going to be... Uh, we're going. Uh, we're going back with the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Okay. The final night of uh, uh, what they got going on down at uh, East Bay. 
which will be Saturday night, the uh, 48th annual Winter Nationals, the very last time, uh, how many cars are going to be in competition? Saturday night at East Bay. How many cars how or many, how many late models? Uh, good, good, good cause. I, I meant late models, yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should adjust that before I put that in. How many... Well, I did say how many Lucas Oil late model dirt series cars. So I think that that encompasses okay. it. That, that's right. That okay. wasn't what you said. I, so. No. Well, what I have on the screen right now is uh, how many Lucas Oil late model dirt series cars will compete on Saturday at East Bay. That is the official how many for this week. Put your guess in the Facebook Live or the YouTube Live. If you're listening to us on the podcast, you can... Uh, Scroll back uh, through our Facebook, find the uh, live, just put your guess in. As long as it's before noon on Saturday. Sure. Noon Eastern time on Saturday. Just put a number in the guesses. You cannot change it. And uh, if you change it, you get a black flag. You do. Yes. You're done. <laughs> you're out. So, And you can only guess once. Once you uh, guess, you're locked in. It's just that simple. So there you go. That is uh, the how many chance to win a big D's pizza. We'll find out the winner next week. What are people saying? We forgot to do ours, didn't we? We got to put our uh, guess in. You got to guess first, Ron. Ron Miller says 42. Ron says 42? That's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, Ooh. Hmm. There you go, Gretch. <laughs> She's going with that too. I'm Good going girl. with. Uh, there's been a lot of cars. I'm gonna. How many? Where's what Dean put in there? Seventy five. That seems. I don't know. Well, you said forty two, so I'm just gonna go forty three and be done. Of with course, it. you are. <laughs> I'll just the heck do would be inaccurate. This, yeah. It's all about winning. Yeah. Even though we win nothing. So there you go. We'll find out the winner next week. We got some. Uh, Racing action coming up this weekend. Let's check out the uh, Big D's Pizza Racing menu, which is right there. This weekend, Big D's Pizza Racing menu. High Limit uh, Racing back in action. Well, for the first time uh, this year, actually, East Bay Raceway Park. That'll be coming up Monday and Tuesday nights, uh, February 12th and 13th. That'll be the first action from those guys. We'll see if Brad Sweet will be uh, running in that as well. You think? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and then also at East Bay Raceway Park, uh, the 360 Sprints and Mod Lights will be there Monday through, I'm sorry, Wednesday through Saturday of next week, the 14th through the 17th of next week. So East Bay will be pretty much uh, running all week long again right. for the second straight week. Uh, Volusia Speedway Park, they continue running as well. USAC uh, Sprint Cars and Dirt Car Late Models will be there Monday and Tuesday, February 12th and 13th. Dirt Car Late Models and Super Dirt Car Modifieds then on Wednesday, February 14th. What a better way to say I love you on Valentine's Day than to... Super Dirt, that's the uh, center, steer, center Steer Big Block Modifieds. They, they just look weird. They're like all big in the back end, and then they got these little tiny wheels in the front and the... There's nothing and, and in front of the front And they've got wings wheels. that go up the side. Yeah, they're, they're more like blades. Yeah, they're pretty aerodynamic. They're interesting. 
Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, as we mentioned, uh, that continues the uh, 48th annual Winter Nationals at East Bay Raceway Park tonight through Saturday night. Uh, World of Outlaw NAS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, uh, Federated Auto Parts Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park continues as well tonight through Saturday. Uh, Esperance Motor Speedway down in Australia for our Australian friends, Cal versus Esp Challenge in Calgary. Calgoorly. 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 That's what I, whatever. It's Gorly. It's, Cal, it's Calgoorly. Gorly. There's an R in there. Forget it. Are R silent in Australia? That one is. So then they should be Australia. Scott. Don't don't test my patience. <laughs> uh, that's uh, happening at uh, Esperance uh, Motor Raceway on Saturday, February tenth. That's this Saturday, tomorrow for our Australia right. listeners. Uh, High Tech Speedway production sedans, late models, mod lights, and sprint cars on Saturday. Manjum Up Speedway, Western Australia V eight dirt modifieds, Western Australia modified sedan, and junior sedans that'll also be on Saturday and Perth Motoplex in action. With the uh, Barbagallo Sprint Car Nationals? Not sure on that one. Okay. Uh, that's Friday and Saturday. So tonight and uh, tomorrow if uh, you're listening to us in Australia. Uh, and that is it for uh, your weekend racing menu. Let's give away that. Uh, the sticker. Yeah, the sticker. The special edition DCR graphics, Hammerdown Racing Report, uh, Hammerdown Army limited edition sticker right there. Uh, if you haven't typed hashtag DCR in the comments of our Facebook Live or the YouTube Live, now is your last chance because uh, we're going to do that drawing here momentarily. So do so right now. And in the meantime, uh, I'll thank our associate producer, Dave Kemmer, and contributors John Young, Bob Stazak. Make sure to uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, or your least favorite, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm kind of upset because Google Podcasts is going away. Yeah. Yeah. What's with that? I don't, but they want everybody to move over to YouTube music, and yeah. I don't know. And i got to find a new podcast uh, app to listen to my podcast now. So if anybody has any any uh, that they use, let me know. I don't have an anything iPhone, so I don't like. use Apple. Yeah, anything that you like that uh, you listen to your podcast on that, uh, you know, on you subscribe to the ones you like, and you can just listen to them. Let me know. Send me a message. Leave me a message on the Hammerdown hotline, 419-318-3081. Uh, all right. I stalled enough. Let's see if we've got any more uh, entries here. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got a few more. <laughs> there we in go. Okay. So let's give away this uh, sticker now. Let's uh, present this thing. Giveaway share. All right. Here we go. Another one popped in there since I last looked. Up to 27. So you get a 1 in 27 chance to win the limited edition Hammerdown Army DCR graphics window sticker. Here we go. Who's it going to be? I thought we were going to be mailing one. Oh, wait, we are. We're sending one to Australia. Joanne Peregrine McCann. I'm guessing related to Veronica? uh, By marriage. By marriage? Yeah, it's her mom and dad. Oh, okay. It's her mom. Gotcha. Well, congratulations. How much is that going to cost for Miller race cars? I don't know. I can handle it. <laughs> uh, she's got herself a uh, Hammerdown uh, limited edition Hammerdown Racing Report sticker. 
Send me a private message on Facebook with your address, and I'll get a sticker off to you. There you go. And you can put it on Ronnie's race car. There you go. And then she can be part of the Hammer Down Army. That's it. So there we go. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I think that's our first Australian uh, winner for that. Isn't it? I believe it. International. Worldwide. That's going to do it for uh, this edition of the show. HammerdownRacingReport.com. You can check out uh, more information on the Hammerdown Army on there. Just click on the Hammerdown Army menu item there. You can see former members. Phone numbers on there so you can leave a message or And, and if you got a sticker a and your car's uh, coming together, take a picture, tag us on, on Facebook, and uh, you're automatically added to the Hammerdown Army. It's pretty pretty easy. No catches. Thanks to our sponsors, DCR Graphics, Dominator Race Products, Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, and Freeze Frame Photos. Uh, I got a message from Scott Warner uh, just before we came on. Ooh. He was, uh, I think it was Grayson, was at the uh, dentist and saw, uh, his dentist saw a picture of his race car. And uh, I guess the dentist asked, hey, yeah, I think I know a guy, Scott Hammer, that races. Uh, and it turns out it was a guy who went to elementary, middle school, and... I moved away when I was a freshman uh-huh. to try to hire, and I didn't realize he was dentist, I think, in Perrysburg. Really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, small world, I guess. And also, now Grayson Warner has clean teeth, so congratulations to him. Yay. I also told, uh, when uh, Headhunters uh, Barber Studio was a sponsor, right. which they kind of are off and on, uh, they got a place down in uh, Perrysburg, opening up a new place in oh, okay. Temperance, close to Ooh. you. Yeah. I think uh, right there at Stearns and... Secor, that okay. plaza there. Sure. Um, uh, he actually, the guy, John the Barber, who's my buddy that uh, works there, he's been out and sang the national anthem at Oakshade a couple times. He did it on. Really? Yeah, he did it on. I told, and I'm going to ruin the story. So, Scott, if you're listening, turn it off right now uh, because I told him to ask John about it. But the first time he came out was the Summer Nationals show. He hadn't been out to Oakshade before, I don't think. To sing the national anthem, I made him go on the flag stand, and there's like right. thousands of people. This was probably 15 years ago. You know, thousands of people, people sitting on the ground because there weren't any seats left. And he plays in a band, and he was like, I was really nervous. I've never <laughs> sang in front of that many people before. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Anyway. Scott, I want to, cl- before oh. we go off the, sorry, sorry about that. Before sorry. we go off the air, I want to, I'm racing a truck next year. No question about that. It's pretty much public knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm still in love with Oakshade Raceway. I don't hate Oakshade. Um, You're not breaking up? No, 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 no. Um, I'm just at a point in my career where I'm unwilling to spend the amount of money that's necessary to be competitive in the late model division. Whether it's at Oakshade, anywhere regionally, uh, late models have just gotten so expensive, and it's not the track's fault. Um, actually, the tracks need to start lobbying some of the sanctioning bodies about reducing costs. Maybe. Or maybe doing what uh, Attica's doing for the uh, sprint cars. Get a bunch of sponsors to yeah. uh, pony up some, yeah. some dough. Cobra tires on them. I don't know. Cobra tires. There you go. <laughs> the cost of dirt late model racing on a local level has to be addressed. I understand. One thing I would be, about the Cobra tires, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. That's okay. Would they be competitive with, if Hoosiers were, you know, still allowed to run off your your Hoosiers? If they were half the price, who cares okay. if they're as fast as Hoosiers okay. as long as 
everybody's getting the same thing. Gotcha. That transitionary period, though, would be a little weird. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. But, uh, no, the cost of dirt late model racing is just insane, um, and it needs to be dealt with. And, and, and I'm certainly not breaking up with the good folks at Oakshade Raceway. I love the place. It's been my home for well over 40 years. So there's that. that. Long. There's that. That's been a while. Yeah. Did I mention the sponsors? I forgot where I was now. Yes, you did. Well, thanks again to our sponsors, DCR <laughs> Graphics, Dominator Race Products, Oakshade Raceway, Ramula Race Cars, and Freeze Frame Photos. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the Hammerdown Race Report, send us a message or call the Hammerdown Hotline, 419-318-3081. Thanks again to our guest this week, Veronica McCann. Make sure to uh, check her out on Facebook, uh, Veronica McCann, Red Hot Racing. Yep. And uh, I think she's got a link on there with her uh, T-shirts and, and other merch. Really so. nice lady. Absolutely. We wish her luck uh, next weekend, too. Yeah. We'll be back next Thursday, 7 o'clock. We're out. Every Thursday. Yeah. We'll see you. Good night, all. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!